Hello, hello, hello. This is Atiyah Ladipo, and this is CGSW, and this is SU Weekly. Some of the songs you just heard was Kate Bush, Running Up a Hill, one of her classics, as well as you had a track from The Smiths, who are one of, if not my favorite band, from Still Ill, from this John Peel Sessions, from Hateful of Hollow, which is probably one of my favorite compilation albums, just because of how well it sounds and how it's produced. I just, I really enjoy it. But besides that, we actually have Max, who has told me how to say his name, but I'm going to let you tell you why his name is like that and like let him tell you his name. Um, but he is here to talk about some of the things happening as you specifically the book privatization. So, yeah, bear with me. This is my first interview. How are you, Max? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Um, I am bad at life. I'm not sure. Can you say that one more time? Uh, hello. What's happening? Um, perfect. I'm bad at life. So, um, hmm, interesting. I will be back in one second. I'm going to play you a track while I figure out why life isn't working for me. Um, (laughs) We love technical difficulties in the booth, but I'm going to play Tilted by Kristen and the Queens. And hopefully after that, I will figure out my life. But thank you for tuning in to me. And yeah. Hope you guys are having a great day. Why is that not working? I hate everything. Why is this not working? <laughs> Can't 
comme des origamis Le bras tendu paraît cassé tout n'est qu'épillé et clié Ces enfants bizarres Crachés dehors comme par hasard Cachant l'effort dans le griffoir Et une creepy song en étendard Qui fait Once again, and I've had the fabulous Tyra come in and help me. Hopefully, this so. How are you, Max? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so glad to hear your voice. Um, so first things first, how do you say your name for the lovely people there? Max Yapolo. Yes. Um, yeah, it's Italian, and it always gets mispronounced wrong. So no worries. Thank you. Um, so with the book privatization, can you just like first tell me how you heard about it and why like it kind of struck a chord with you? Yeah. So I was just on social media and um, I saw like a really small post about it um, online that only had like a very few responses, very few comments. And I started kind of reading through the comments and people really like unaware of this and I, I couldn't find anything else about it. Um, really online or anywhere and so it, that's kind of what led me to to wanting to be really interested in it I am a student at UFC I'm an undergrad in my third year so I definitely utilize the bookstore so when I read about this I and I saw that nothing was kind of being done student-wise you know there was no petitions yet there was no talk about it I, I felt why not why not me you know um, I just I want to get that word out there thank you so much yeah I think it's been very important for students at this point to speak their mind, especially with everything going on in the world. And it's just nice to see someone try like hard to stand for something that isn't getting talked about. So good on you, Max. Um, so do you know anything about the company who's trying to buy this bookstore? Yeah. So the company is, is, is an American company, a massive American multimillion dollar company called Follett. Um, and they are based out of Chicago, Illinois, I believe. Um, and as it stands right now, they've, they've already um, bought a number of bookstores in Alberta. So they've bought uh, Sate, Bow Valley, uh, Red Deer College, um, University of Saskatchewan, and Concordia, just to name um, a few. So they are, they are an American for-profit company. Um, and they are yeah looking into buying a lot of bookstores in Canada. 
oh my gosh, but they're not even Canadian, which is super weird to me. But who am I? I don't know business. I took one class and I said never again. <laughs> but do you know some of the effects will have on the student body as well as the operation of the bookstore itself? Yeah. So, um, first, I, I um, when I created the petition, I, I knew that there was going to be the preliminary effects that everyone would be um, talking about. So, uh, just from other bookstores, you know, we're going to see if this happens uh, a potential raise in cost of of textbooks exponentially. Um, you know, you're going to see your textbooks go through the roof. There's a worry that we're going to see a lot of the really great services that the bookstore offers right now disappear. So like the book rental program or any of the program to sort of subsidize costs for for, for lower income students. And uh, there's there's also the risk that um, a lot of the students who currently work in the bookstore could lose their jobs or they won't be hiring students in the future because it's an American company. Uh, unlike the university who currently operates the bookstore, they they don't care about um, student scheduling or or student class schedules, and they don't want to work around that. So there's the feedback I'm hearing from people who work in various bookstores that have been privatized by Follett is that uh, yeah, you see the cost of textbooks go up, services uh, completely go away, and you really see um, it jeopardizes the jobs of a lot of students and and, and people who work at the bookstore. That is so upsetting because a lot of students are already working these campus jobs just like to make sure that it works with their schedule and to have one opportunity be kind of taken away seems kind of sad, especially if you're just trying to get through university. And with the textbooks, um, I'm sure you're in your third year. I'm just going into my third year. I feel like we can both say that like we've probably broken our backs in costs with textbooks already. Oh, yeah, for sure. Textbooks already are not uh, a cheap thing for students. Um, They are a necessary tool for education. There's a lot of classes you can't get by without them. And you're already spending a lot of money. But the university right now is able to sell their textbooks at cost because they run and operate the bookstore. We're not seeing a markup. So it's it's, it's sort of if you think textbooks are expensive now, um, they could be you know, exponentially uh, more so expensive in the future. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, fingers crossed um, your petition and all the efforts of SU and the students kind of help so that our voices be heard. Um, with the privatization, do you think it will help the university in any way? Or do you think it will help the student body, student union and all like anything? Do you think it will help in anyone's case? No. In, in in short, no. Um, I attended a budget town hall meeting uh, last week or a week and a half ago, um, and the provost was there, the president, the VP of financing. You know, a, a lot of the board and 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 the admin were there, and I, I raised a question about the bookstore, and sort of before I get get into is it going to be positive or negative, the thing I, I really want to make a point of is I don't think the university even loves the idea that they're having to privatize. Um, or having to look at this. Um, so right now the university is in a really, really tough spot. Um, I think you had mentioned at the start of, of the show that they've seen an operational cost of 18% in cuts to their budget, uh, I think since 2018 or 2019. And the way the university 
uh, quantified that to us in the in the town halls. They said that's that's about eighty six million dollars, or how much it takes to run one of our biggest faculties. You take engineering or medicine. That's how much money it takes to comprehensively run an entire faculty, from building operations, faculty, every single aspect. And they're being basically told by the provincial government, you don't get that money anymore, but you have to still run the same number of faculties and try and maintain the same quality of education. And so it is a really tough spot, and the board does seem very irritated and and very annoyed that they have to be doing this obviously they want to be providing the best services as possible but they also have to be looking at where they can save money and and so to tie into the question you've asked right now it i think the university thinks it, it might help them to do this because they, they might be cutting down on some operational costs but i think in the long run this is something that can really only be detrimental to the university and to students. Um, the, one of the points uh, that I was thinking about is, you know, what happens in a few years from now if we have a, if we have a different government and the university is starting to regain some of its its operational costs, but we're still stuck with a privatized bookstore. You know, this could be something that affects the bookstore and affects students for years to come um, in a in a really negative negative way. Oh wow! That yeah, that seems kind of scary especially since um i heard somewhere please correct me if i'm wrong that with the some of the things that they'll be offering in the bookstore they won't be like school supplies you um like sweatshirts it'll just be like books that could be increasingly high is that true or do you do you know that yes so the university right now because it's privately run Mm-hmm. Uh, has a lot of really great deals with a lot of companies like Nike, Fjall Raven, and a few others. And that allows Calgary and, and the University of Calgary to have one of sort of the biggest bookstores in, in Canada in terms of not textbooks, but uh, things that they offer to students such as school merchandise or school supplies. But those contracts are with the University of Calgary, and there's no definitive statement by the university of this would be cancelled. But there is a very large risk that, you know, should Follett take over, it's the university that has these deals with these companies, not Follett. And so we could stand to lose all of this and have a very, very basic to know um, school merchandise or school supplies section of the bookstore. That Wow, that would be kind of scary, especially since I know during exam season, some of the school supplies they offer would be kind of useful, like... I had a math exam once and I needed to buy a calculator on the spot and I went there. That will be very sad. But yeah. It's a it's a hard it's a hard position for the university which is I think an aspect that we haven't been talking about is the university's perspective. So thank you very much for bringing that to light. Um so just my last thing before I wrap this up is how people can get their voices heard, take action, find petitions and and so on and so forth. Yeah, so um, if you want to take action, um, I'd say one of the big things you can do is is email uh, the admin. So I don't have them with me right here, but um, uh, the president, the provost, the VP, uh, all of those, all of their emails are, are publicly available. And uh, there's been a big push amongst the people who are behind petitions or the people who are against this to send emails to these people with your opinion that you don't want the bookstore privatized. Because one of the big points that um, they made in the budget town hall is that 
in the end, they're going to be looking at uh, the simple facts of the matter when they decide to privatize the bookstore. You know, they are going to be looking at a pros and cons list. But one of the big things that factors into that is student feedback and student satisfaction. And so the more evidence they have of people writing in and the more people who sign petitions, the more numerical evidence they have that students support the bookstore. Um, and so it's really important that as many people uh, as possible write in. Um, so I, I have my petition, which I've started uh, on change. Uh, you can find that at change.org slash U of C bookstore, uh, no capitals, as well as um, the union that um, is runs the bookstore or helps bookstore staff, AUPE. They have started a petition as well, and you can find that on their website. And then I believe that there is some more links to petitions and things like that on the student union uh, social media. I know that they endorsed and shared my petition. So you'll be able to find these petitions, but the big thing is is emailing um, those in charge at the UFC to really let your opinion be known. Well, yeah, thank you so much for educating everyone here and telling us how to get involved in such an important issue that's happening on the campus. So thank you so much for that. Um, Max, uh, do you do you have any more plugs, self-plug, shameless self-promos? No, no. I, I My only, my only uh, shameless self-promo is the petition. I, I really think this is an important issue that is not just going to affect students, but Calgarians and Albertans and it's it's really important that I think we we voice our opinion and let the university know mm-hmm. and furthermore bring awareness to the province of how budget cuts can really hurt um, students and how it trickles down and 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 raise awareness to these problems exactly yeah so thank you so much we're gonna not wrap things up but I'm gonna play a song pillow queen's holy Sh- show just to you know lighten up the mood a little but thank you so much for tuning in and hearing this interview if you guys have your want your voices heard please do what max said you can email um su the president vp finance all those people or sign petitions but other than that thank you so much for tuning in I'm still a baby If you're still waiting outside I've got your eyes and cheeks in front of me Filling the space between my thoughts I roll you up and crack you open We look like a couple of teens Just hanging by If you remember the thing about it, tell 
probably the last time I'm on the mic but we had songs like The Prophet I Break Horses from Warning I really like this track it's like a nice um, synth pop leaning sound which I always adore she is just an amazing artist combining like shoegaze synth pop and interesting enough she is from Sweden so yeah 
international music for the win. She is a multi-instrumentist as well as a singer and songwriter. So yeah, she also works with a lyricist. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a grand old time. And then the last track you just heard was Second Seven Seven Seconds by Porridge Radio off their album uh, Seven Seconds. So it's the title track, but. This four-piece post-punk bedroom project was just very, very fun. And they have these um, songs with emotional outpourings and have these great pop melodies. So I would highly suggest um, some of their music, especially from their 2020 album and debut, Secretly Canadian, which is kind of hilarious, but I really enjoy them. Uh, with that being said, I hope you guys had a great time with my technical difficulties as well as the interview about the book privatization. Please feel free to go to the change.org um, petition as well as the petition made by the union who operates the bookstore or reach out to the president, the provost and the VP finance to talk about the book privatization and whether you're for it or against it but um yeah please just make sure you get your voice heard to stop the book privatization but other than that i hope you guys are having a great day and next we'll have the good medicine show so please stay tuned for that and thank you so much for tuning in and i'll see you next week You're listening to CJSW Radio 90.9 FM, broadcasting in Calgary, Alberta, on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, home to the people of the Treaty 7 region and Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3.
Good afternoon. It is a pleasure to see that you've stumbled into the Good Medicine Show this week. My name is Cam, and whether you are on CJSW.com or listening live at 90.9 FM, I will take the next second to acknowledge that we are broadcasting out of the University of Calgary on Treaty 7 land which is also home to the Maiden Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Before I get to what we just heard, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, IRAM, Indigenous Resilience in Music, an Indigenous-led organization with a mission and vision to build community, create dialogue, and give insight into the lives of Indigenous musicians and aid Indigenous youth in reclaiming identity through music and the arts. Check them out at irim.ca or on the social media monster of your choice. Now, I will address the song we just heard. We were just mauled by Mauled and the track Green Eyes off their self-titled. If you need the spelling of any of these artists, make sure to check out the show on cjsw.com is the Good Medicine Show or playlists that I make every week. But the more I talk, the more time is wasted. We ought to move on to more pieces. Here's Ought with Pieces Wasted. Another planet, so really you couldn't plan it. 
little screens in her hand Travels worlds but never moves a limb And who's to blame? No, no, it can't be them I'm sorry, Allison Nowhere left
Brought me to my 